Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I am your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here virtually with our scorekeeper, Carter Zanke. How are you doing today, Carter? I'm great as always, just ready to keep score and see who wins. Yes, today is the grand final of our end-of-year tournament of champions. This is this is the big one. So we will finally find out who is the top dog on Trivia Over Tea. So let's meet this week's contestants. First, we have Matthew Brown. Hello, friends. Good to be with you again. I am back with a much smaller quantity of Earl Grey tea, <laughs> but, but, a, but a, a non-zero amount nonetheless. Um, excited, excited to do this. Glad to be here. Well, thank you, Matthew, for being on once again. And we also have Josh. I'm also happy to be here, and I'm drinking water, and I have a feeling it's going to be a good game. All righty. Well, as with all of our regular episodes, we'll have four rounds of questions, each with a slightly different format. And so, without further ado, Carter will explain the rules for round one. Yes, round one is our first uh, general knowledge round, consisting of five multiple choice questions for each of you. Each question here is worth 10 points. All righty. Matthew, you're up first. Are you ready? I am. Question one. Which of the following tunnels does not connect New Jersey with New York City? A, the Lincoln Tunnel, B, the Holland Tunnel, or C, the Eisenhower Tunnel? Okay, I'm pretty sure the Holland Tunnel does. Um, I believe the Lincoln Tunnel does not connect to New Jersey. Uh, no, it, it does. Uh, it, it goes between Weehawken, I, I think it's Weehawken, and uh, Midtown Manhattan. Uh, the Eisenhower Tunnel is actually located in Colorado on I-70. Question two. Benzene is a cyclic compound with six carbons and six hydrogens. It is the poster child for what organic chemistry topic or concept? A. Aromaticity. B. Intramolecular interactions. Or C. Hydrogen bonding. I'm going to go with hydrogen bonding. Uh, no, it's actually A. Aromaticity. Benzene is colorless and highly flammable and is used as the precursor to other com uh, other compounds such as ethyl benzene. And I could not tell you anything more about any of those things. <laughs> that was obviously not written by me. Uh, question three. Hello, Sophie and or Caitlin. Thank you. Uh, that, was, that was Caitlin. That was Caitlin. <laughs> question three. Which of the following is not the name of a standard four mallet grip for percussionists? A. Burton. B, Stevens, or C, Peart? Wow. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go with... I honestly, I do not know. I should know this. <laughs> but, uh, I, I fully do not. I'm going to go with Burton. It was actually Peart, and I believe it was named for the late drummer, uh, the late uh, Rush drummer, Neil uh, Peart. And that was an amazing question. Um, and again, I could not tell you anything more about any of that. <laughs> question four. The mysterious murder of the comedian initiates the plot of what comic book miniseries, which is narrated by the morally ambiguous Rorschach? A, Watchmen, B, The League, or C, Hornet? Is this Watchmen? That's correct. The 12-issue miniseries has remained popular ever since its first release in 1986. Question 5. Which of the following cities is in the Great Basin region of the American West, 
which are endorheic watersheds, meaning that they do not drain into any ocean. A. Boise, B. Salt Lake City, or C. Las Vegas. Interesting. Okay. Um, let's see. Well, I mean, Las Vegas has Hoover Dam near it, so that's a pretty major waterway that I would guess I would, it's decently close to the Pacific. Salt Lake City, into, into any, drain into an ocean or just a body of water? Meaning they do not drain into any ocean. Any ocean. Okay. So you wouldn't count like the Great Salt Lake as like a drainage. Okay. Um, then, hmm. Then I'll go with Salt Lake City. That's correct. Salt Lake City is the largest metro area in the Great Basin region, which covers most of Nevada, southeastern Oregon, and western Utah. Um, most of Nevada, but not Las Vegas, which drains into the Colorado River and the Gulf of California. And the Colorado River is what goes through the Hoover Dam. Boise is on the Snake River, which feeds into the Columbia River and then the Pacific Ocean. Alrighty, Josh, are you ready for your five questions? Yeah, let's go. Question one. In 1904, the Summer Olympics were held in St. Louis. What international crisis limited most athletes, besides those from the U.S. or Canada, from attending? A, the Russo-Japanese War, B, World War I, or C, the Boer War? I think the Russo-Japanese War was occurring in 1904, so I'll say Russo-Japanese War. That's correct. Only 62 of 651 athletes were from outside North America, and the U.S. won 234 of 278 possible medals. Question two. Which of the following songs was not written or co-written by Barry Gibb? A, Islands in the Stream, B, Greece, or C, My Eyes Adored You? I don't know anything about this. Um, okay. So I'll say uh, Greece. Uh, no, he did write Greece. Uh, it was My Eyes Adored You. Uh, Greece was written specifically for the 1978 motion picture by Barry Gibb. Um, Bob Crew and Kenny Nolan won, er, wrote My Eyes Adored You. Question three. James Oglethorpe was the founder of which colony in British America that focused on those in debtor's prisons? A, Georgia, B, South Carolina, or C, North Carolina? I think this one is Georgia. That's correct. Established in 1732, it was the last of the original 13 colonies to be chartered. Question four. In 1884, the British officially spun off what area as a protectorate after 17 years of being a part of Cape Colony? A. Lesotho, B. Eswatini, or C. Namibia? Um, I'm going to say Eswatini. No, it was actually Lesotho. The area experienced constant unrest during its time as a part of the Cape Colony, and the British government eventually gave in and allowed them to separate. And finally, question five. How long can a tarantula go without eating? A, eight weeks, B, one year, or C, two years? Um, I feel like it wouldn't be notable if it were only eight weeks, so I'm going to say one year. It's actually two years. Tarantulas oh. can go up to two years without eating, often due to lack of available food, but sometimes those large spiders simply choose not to eat for long periods of time. Alrighty, that's the end of round one. So Carter, can you please give us a score update? It's like it's 20 to 20. It's now time for our weekly audience question. If you'll recall, 
Last week, our question was, in honor of the college football playoff, what former president played center and linebacker for the University of Michigan? And the answer to that is Gerald Ford. He played for the Wolverines from 1932 to 1934. And many thanks to Lucas Hauser, who wrote in with the correct answer to that question. And so he will be receiving a sticker. So, for this week's question, in honor of the fact that Saturday is Christmas, what famous fictional Christmas character was created by Robert L. May in 1939 as the main character of a children's book for Montgomery Ward? So have a think about that. Send me your answers for the chance to win a sticker, and I will announce the correct answer next week. Alrighty, and now it is time for round two. So, Carter, can you please explain the rules? Yes, in round two, you'll get five questions, each on the same topic. Questions are now open-ended, so they're worth more points. Questions are worth 20 points each. If you go in wrong, your opponent can answer for half that many points, or 10 in this case. Okay. <clears throat> So for this week's topic, this episode is being released on December 22nd, and so obviously that's only three days before Christmas. And so we're going to give each of you five questions about famous Christmas movies. So, Matthew, are you ready? Okay, sounds good. (laughs) Question one. Bing Crosby sings the title song in what classic 1954 film? Um, This be uh, White Christmas? That's correct. The song was originally featured in the 1942 film Holiday Inn, which was also where it was also sung by Crosby. I, I was like, wait, I was like, wait, is it Holiday Inn? And it's like, wait a minute, title song, White Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> You're too smart for your own good, Matthew. I, I'm, I'm overthinking it. I'm overthinking it. <laughs> Question two. What 1969 animated television special based on the song of the same name features a group of school children who use magic to help the title character come to life? Oh, Frosty the Snowman. That's correct. The song was originally recorded by Gene Autry and the Cass County Boys in 1950. Question three. Billy Bob Thornton and Tony Cox play a team of professional thieves in what 2003 comedy film where they get jobs that allow them to rob shopping malls at night? Interesting premise. (laughs) Um, Let... uh, Oh my gosh. Sub, sub kite. I'll say like, I don't know, undercover Santa. <laughs> no. Josh? I have no idea. So I'm just going to guess something generic. Say Jingle Bells. No, um, this was Bad Santa. The concept for the film was developed by the Coen brothers who served as executive producers. Question four. What 1993 animated film by Tim Burton tells the story of Jack Skellington, the pumpkin king of Halloween Town, who stumbles upon Christmas Town? The Nightmare Before Christmas. That's correct. The film features a voice cast with actors like um, Chris Sarandon and Catherine O'Hara. And finally, question five. There has been much debate over whether what 1988 Bruce Willis action film is actually a Christmas movie or not. Uh... A, it's Die Hard. B, it is a Christmas movie. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Alrighty, uh, Josh, are you ready for? I your think it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> I I've never seen it. I presume that it is. I don't really care. Josh, are you ready for your five movies? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Question one: What 1946 film stars James Stewart as George Bailey, a man who has given up on his dreams to help others in his community? Um, 
it's it's the uh it's like it's not nightmare on like 40 it's like miracle on 34th street no it's not that one matthew uh it's a wonderful life that's correct after george wishes he was never born clarence oddbody george's guardian angel shows him what life would be like in bedford falls if george had never been born it's considered one of the greatest films of all time question two what 1966 animated television special an adaptation of the Dr. Seuss book of the same name features someone who tries to ruin Christmas for Whoville. Uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That's correct. There have been numerous other adaptations of the book for film, including a live-action version directed by Ron Howard in 2000. Question three. What 2003 comedy film starring Will Ferrell begins with an orphaned baby crawling into Santa's sack on Christmas Eve? Uh, Elf. That's correct. Farrell plays the grown boy, Buddy, who has been raised by elves at the North Pole and returns to New York City to find his biological father. Question four. You're sh you'll shoot your eye out, kid, is a famous line from what 1983 comedy film about nine-year-old Ralphie Parker's desire for one gift alone, a Red Ryder carbine action 200-shot range model air rifle? I love this movie. It's a, it's a Christmas story. That's correct. The house used for exterior shots is now open as a museum in Cleveland. And this is a movie that we watch every year because it's my grandfather's favorite Christmas film, and it's, it's great. And finally, question five. While not discussed as often as Die Hard, what 1992 superhero film starring Michael Keaton is sometimes considered a Christmas film, too? Um, is it a Batman movie? Yes. Which one? Is it, uh, mm. Mm, that's that's a toughie. Uh, the Dark Knight. No, not that one. Matthew? Uh, Batman Begins? Batman Returns. <laughs> I think Batman Begins was... Was that Michael Keaton or was that Christian Bale? The Dark Knight Rises was Christian Bale, I'm pretty sure. I, I mean, I haven't seen any of them because superhero films are not really my thing. I don't know. But this one is Batman Returns. The action takes place at Christmas time, and Batman wishes Alfred Merry Christmas at the end of the film. Well, that's the end of round two. So, Carter, can you please give us a score update? Looks like we have Matthew at 110 and Josh at 80. <laughs> So, Carter, can you please explain the rules? Yes, well, round three is a lot like round two, but now the questions are worth slightly more points. So we'll have 30 points for each question. If your opponent gets one wrong, you'll get uh, 15 points, or they'll get 15 points. And that's round three. <laughs> Good job, Carter. I can redo that. <laughs> okay. No, I think it's great. I think it's great. All righty, Matthew, uh, are you ready? Yes. Okay. Question one, what are the three interstate highways that come together in downtown Houston? Okay, um, this would be Interstate 10, Interstate 45, and Interstate 69. That's correct, yes. Question two, in 1979, Bjarn Struestrup of Bell Labs developed what popular programming language, which is an extension of another language? Um, that be C++? That is correct, yes. Question three. What industrialist and founder of an oil company established his namesake trust 
the world's wealthiest art institute, which runs two locations near Los Angeles. So you're looking for the the person? Yes. Uh, is that Getty? That's correct. J. Paul Getty. He founded the Getty Oil Company in 1942, and in 1957, he was named the richest living American. The Getty Center is located off the 405 in the Santa Monica Mountains, and the Getty Villa is along the coast in the Pacific Palisades. Question four. Simon and Garfunkel songs were the soundtrack of what 1967 film starring Dustin Hoffman and Anne Bancroft? It's a great movie, The Graduate. Yes. Several of the duo's existing songs were featured, and Paul Simon was asked to write three new songs for the movie, including Mrs. Robinson. And finally, question five. What is the largest species of bird in the world? Ooh, would this be ostrich? That's correct. These long-necked flightless birds are found in Africa. Ostriches have an average weight of 230 pounds, which is around 50 pounds heavier than the average American. Alrighty, Josh, are you ready for your five questions? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Question one. What interstate highway connects Hampton, Virginia to Suffolk, Virginia, via the Monitor Merrimack Memorial Bridge Tollway? I, th I think that's the 664? That's correct. I-64 goes over the Hampton Roads Bridge Tunnel from Hampton to Norfolk. So this is the other one. Question two. What raw material is used to make glass? Sand, I think. That is correct. Question three. Another Die Hard question. The 1988 hit Christmas movie Die Hard was the cinematic debut of what actor who would later play Severus Snape in the Harry Potter films? Oh, that's um, Alan. Al it's Alan. Uh, it's Alan. Mm -hmm. It's a Alan. Uh, oh, 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 no. Alan. No. Oh, oh, this is this is awful. I can't get it. I can't get it. Matthew. Uh, Alan Rickman. Alan oh. Rickman, yes. Um, yeah, maybe we can give Josh 15. I think I, th I think he gets credit for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, question four. The largest hot air balloon festival is located in which city? Uh, I think Albuquerque. That's correct. About 900,000 people visit um, the city over a nine-day period every October. And finally, question five. What tennis star from Virginia was named Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year in 1992? I think Arthur Ashe is from Virginia because there's a, a road in Richmond named after him. So Arthur Ashe. That's correct. And he's from Richmond. Um, Ashe had publicly announced earlier in the year that he had HIV and founded the Arthur Ashe Foundation for the Defeat of AIDS, as well as the Arthur Ashe Institute for Urban Health, the latter of which works to help address in, um, issues of inadequate health care delivery. Uh, he is the only black man to win the singles title at the U.S. Open, the Australian Open, and Wimbledon. All righty, that's the end of round three. So, Carter, can you please give us a score update? We have some high-flying scores with Matthew at 260 and Josh at 215. All righty, now it is time for round four. So, Carter, can you please explain the rules? Absolutely. Round four is our showdown in which you'll each get three questions that are the same. We'll ask you to write down your answer to those questions and we'll reveal them at about the same time. All righty, Matthew, Josh, are you ready? <clears throat> yep. Yes. Question one. Windmills are a cultural icon of what country 
which historically used them for pumping water out of lowlands so that the land could be farmed. Alrighty, Matthew, what is your answer? I said the Netherlands. Josh? I also said the Netherlands. That's correct. There are approximately 1,000 windmills in the country. The windmills at Kinderdijk are a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Question two. In 1840, who was buried with full military honors in Paris 19 years after his death? Ooh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. And Matthew, what's your answer? I said the Marquis de Lafayette. <laughs> Josh? I said Napoleon. Napoleon Bonaparte. The Retour des Cendres, um, literally Return of the Ashes, was the transfer of the mortal remains of Napoleon from the island of St. Helena to the Hôtel des Invalides in Paris. And finally, question three. HeLa cells, a prolific and durable line of cancer cells commonly used by biomedical labs around the world, were named for what now famous woman whose story was told in a 2017 movie starring Oprah Winfrey? Alrighty, Matthew, what is your answer? Henrietta Lacks. Josh? I also said Henrietta Lacks. That's correct. She was an African-American woman being treated for cervical cancer whose cancer cells were obtained and cultured by scientists uh, without her consent. Ms. Lax's cells have, been allowed, have allowed for significant medical breakthroughs, like the polio vaccine, but the Lax family was never compensated nor invited to share in the pharmaceutical profits generated from the use of HeLa cells. Well, that's the end of round three, four, round four. That's the end of the game, in fact. So, Carter, can you please uh, give us the final score? Who is the winner of the Tournament of Champions? Uh, well, we have Matthew with 340 points and Josh with 335 points. Whoa. <laughs> so I think both of our tournaments this year have ended with like a five-point margin. Or something. I think so. They've been really, really tight. And Matthew has emerged victorious in both of them. Congratulations, Matthew. You have won our end of your tournament. You're still undefeated. Do you have anything that you'd like to say? <laughs> uh, this was this was great, great game, Josh. This was this was fun. Um, I'll hopefully look for tea coming my way at some point in the yeah, future. At some point, I'll, I'll, I'll I will send it. I promise. <laughs> um, Josh, do you have anything that you would like to say as the official runner-up? Um, I'm just glad to have played. This was really fun. Thank you. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll have both of you on again at some next year i'm sure so thank you both for being on once again well that's our show for this week folks thank you matthew and josh for being on the show once again as well as carter zanke for being our scorekeeper and mason cook for composing the music today's questions were written by sophie wilbert caitlin fick lorenzo zapata mason cook and yours truly and thank you for listening Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. Check out our Facebook and Instagram pages at Trivia Over Tea as well as our Twitter account also at Trivia Over Tea. And feel free to message us there if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show. And tune in next week when Carter and I will face off against each other in our official rematch. Yes. Yes, we're, yep. 
Carter's giving me a very confused look, but um, in fact, this was something that we had previously talked about. Uh, and we'll have 33 fantastic questions written by Mason, so you know that they're going to be really difficult, and it's not going to be fun for Carter now, but it'll be what it's going to be. Thank you. We'll see you next week.